Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some typical problems that you have at pools. And I would consider these problem pools and pools that you may consider passing on or getting off your route when you are able to. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. There are a number of minor annoyances that you're going to run into while you're working out there. I think one that is kind of an annoyance is when you have really poor access to the backyard. I've had accounts where the customer parks their cars in a driveway and you can barely get through the gate or there's so much junk in the back that you can barely navigate your way to the pool. I once had a pool where the guy was a hoarder and there was just all kinds of junk everywhere and there was no access. Sometimes he would have me go through his garage when he had extra stuff back there and walking through his garage was no easy task. I even had one customer where I had to walk through the front door before to get to their pool because the backyard just had no access. So having poor access is a problem. This is one thing that once you get an account that, of course, you have great access to, and it's probably an account that you're going to like, then you can drop the one where you're having so much trouble getting to the backyard because it is a frustration. It does make it really tough sometimes to bring stuff back to that pool. And you should be able to easily access any pool from the side gate without having any problems. On the other side of that is a customer that is kind of paranoid and won't give you a key to their backyard. And I've had an account like this before where the customer just didn't want me to have a key to their property for whatever reason. And so they would unlock the gate for me every time I was there. The annoying part about this is that when I wanted to stack pools and maybe change the service date or the customer forgets to leave the gate unlocked and you're waiting out there for them to unlock it sometimes if they're home. If they're not home, then they expect you to come back. And this is where you kind of draw the line. The first time they forget to unlock the gate, you'll definitely go back and take care of it. But let them know that if it happens again, there's going to be a service charge because you're basically at another account at that point, or you're going to have to skip them that week. These customers that don't give you the key or give you the combination code are customers that I generally drop at some point because it's really too frustrating to work on their schedule and to have them open the gate. Plus there's a level of trust and if they don't trust you with that information, then I just don't want to service that pool. It just makes for a more complicated service. Here's another thing that can be a little irritating is that when the kids leave all the toys in the pool, now to me it's not a big deal. I take them out and I'll put them on the deck. Some pool guys get more irritated. I was at uh, my supply supplier one time and an old timer came in and he was saying how he skipped the account because they left the toys in the pool and he has a specific clause saying that if there's toys in the pool, he's not going to service it. 
For me, it's just a bit of an annoyance to have to take the floats out and get all the toys out of the pool. There are some toys that they probably shouldn't be using in the pool, like Hot Wheel cars, and sometimes I'll find Nerf guns in the pool, and there's metal parts in there. Those, unfortunately, will stain the pool surface. So I let the customer know that there are certain toys that you don't want to put in there. And, you know, I guess the most irritating thing for the pool guy is when there's quarters, dimes, and pennies on the bottom. But I scoop them out with my leaf rake fairly well. I'm pretty well, you know, versed in getting these out. And then I just keep the money. I don't put them on the side of the pool because then it's going to end up back in the pool. So I'll put it in my pocket and I'll keep it as a tip that day. But the coins are definitely a problem. And then you got to find all kinds of different things kids use as toys. They'll have rocks in the pool. They'll have whatever they can find to throw into the pool. And to me, yeah, it's irritating. I had one pool where the the kids threw, like, they had these uh, these river rocks on the side. And they were fairly large, you know, like maybe two or three pounds each. And they were playing in the pool. And there was like 20 of these in the pool. So I told the customer, hey... I took out the rocks, but make sure the kids don't put them in there because number one, they could damage the surface when they throw them in there. And number two, it's not something that I regularly will be coming to to clean out of the pool. I mentioned this annoyance when I was talking about dogs in a separate podcast, but yes, dogs in the pool can be annoying, especially when you're trying to clean the pool and they're swimming in the pool. Again, lower the customer's expectation of the pool cleanliness if they have a dog swimming in it, especially when you're servicing it and a dog swimming in the pool. And it can be very annoying. Plus, of course, dog waste all on the deck or grass that you step in. So that's definitely something annoying. And as far as the pool toys go, sometimes they'll get stuck in the skimmer. And it will it will cause a problem with the pool. So I make sure I let the customers know to remove the toys from the pool. Because it does sometimes impact the skimmer. Especially the noodles. If there's two or three noodles that get sucked into the skimmer. This could really affect the flow. Also, for a safety issue, the pool toys can attract a younger sibling to the pool side, and they may want to reach for the toy or try to get it out, or it may attract them to the pool. So another reason not to keep the toys in the pool is that it may attract a younger child to kind of go towards the pool because he sees the toys in there, something he hasn't seen before. So make sure that the customer takes out the pool toys after use. Most do. Some don't, and to me it's just an irritant, and I'll I'll take the toys out of the pool for them. But it's one of those things where you just have to educate the customer on the danger of having the toys in there. I kind of flipped that there because that popped in my head when I was talking about the dogs. And, you know, of course the dogs can also chew on stuff in the pool. And I mentioned that in the other podcast, they'll chew the pool hoses. And it's just an overall messy pool with a dog. They'll dig around it. They don't, they'll jump in and out of the pool, walk around on the dirt or grass and get the pool pretty dirty all the time. So another problem that you're going to run into is a customer that's overly picky. Now this may be someone who maybe had a pool service before and they really like that person, but somehow, you know, maybe they they didn't want to do that pool anymore, or they're looking for someone who they think is better than their, their current pool service. And they may be ultra picky. You may clean their pool and to you, it looks a hundred percent, but you may get a message or a text message saying, Hey, I know you were just here 20 minutes ago, but I saw a few leaves still on the bottom, or I saw this little dirt area that you missed. Can you come back and clean it? Now, these ultra picky customers are really a pain. And I would suggest, of course, when you get a customer that's easygoing and it's a pretty nice account, that you drop the customer that is overly picky for just that reason. You don't want someone micromanaging your service or looking at what you're doing 
or looking over your shoulder questioning, you know, did you empty out the skimmer basket? Because I looked in the skimmer and there's still some leaves in there. Or I noticed that there's two leaves in the pump basket. You're supposed to empty it every time you service the pool. These are customers that are on the short list and you don't want to deal with a customer like that. Life's too short. There are too many pools out there. And it's really something that you really don't want to be dealing with, someone who's always kind of over your shoulder and questioning everything you're doing. And they'll be really picky when they get the bill. I had a customer one time, I had to drop the account because she insisted that she paid for the monthly service. This was back before there was a lot of computer technology and everything was done paper. And I showed her, you know, look, here's my here's my account. Here's where I keep all the records and you didn't pay that month. And she showed me her records that she paid. It got to a point where it's just like, it's not worth arguing with her. So I just dropped the account. It's one of those things where, unfortunately, she couldn't realize that she didn't pay me that month. Now, of course, things are a little bit more electronic and it's a lot easier to track that. But that's something that you may run into. Someone questioning the bill, questioning, hey, why didn't you charge me for this Polaris nut? You know, what is this for? Or sometimes I'll put new parts on the cleaner. And this is where I started the rule of leaving the old parts by the equipment. I put parts on an automatic cleaner. And then the customer questions me, hey, if you put new parts on, where are the old parts? I don't, I don't, you know, in a way they're saying they don't believe that you put the parts on. So whatever I change, a cleaner part like the wheels or any kind of gearings, any part on the pool that I'm charging the customer for, if I change an O-ring on the filter tank, I'll leave all that back by the equipment. And I'll leave it back there until the billing cycle is over so there's no question. And then I'll dispose of it a month or two later. But this really eliminates the customer coming back and saying, hey, I don't re- I don't see where you put this part. I can't see it. And you can show them the old part that you took off, the cleaner, and it's over there by the equipment. Of course, on the flip side of the picky customer is the chatty customer. And this is the customer that's waiting for you each week when you come to the pool. And I understand You know, you may have an elderly client who's lonely and has no one to talk to. And of course, they like chatting with you. The gardener, of course, they can't chat with because the machines are pretty loud. So you're kind of an easy target because you don't make a lot of noise back there. And they may come out and chat with you and they they may, it may be a problem because it slows you down. You might forget what you're doing because, of course, you're in a routine. And sometimes the customer's chatting interrupts that routine. They'll give you a life story or talk about their grandkids or their kids. It You don't have time for that. I hate to say it, to be blunt, you're not really there to socialize. And so there's a few things you can do to break this cycle. One thing you don't want to do is pretend you get a phone call because one of the guys in my group did this and then his phone rang while he was like doing his mock call. You don't want to do that. So you want to break it. And so what I usually do is I'll, I'll go to my truck to get something or I'll go back to buy the equipment and I'll just stay there for one or two minutes, and hopefully that's enough time where they get tired and go in the house. Sometimes they just don't, and you have to make a decision. You know, is this an account that you really want? Do you really want to spend time chatting with this customer? Now, if it's an easy pool and you're just there and it's not a big deal, that's fine. I'm not the kind of person that likes to be chatting at the pool side, and I think it just interrupts my flow. So, you know, the chatty customers, you can maybe change service dates or come later. But if they're retired, they're going to be just there waiting for you. And it'll be a decision if you want to drop that account or not for that reason. In most cases, I don't. I'll just kind of bear and grin it. And eventually, if you keep the conversation short or don't answer too much, you know, I know that one of my buddies, he he um, he pretends he doesn't speak English very well. 
And so that's how he kind of gets away with chatting. But hopefully he doesn't run into like a Hispanic customer talking in Spanish. He'll probably pretend he doesn't speak Spanish really well. But this is there's all kinds of strategies. And unfortunately, that's something you're going to deal with eventually. It's a customer that's overly chatty when you're trying to clean the pool. These two kind of go hand in hand and they're both equally irritating. One of them is that the customer is not keeping the proper water level. Now, if there's no autofill, it's up to the customer to fill the pool. You don't want to take on that liability because if, invariably you're going to leave the pool water on or leave the water fill line on and you'll wake up like two in the morning and think, oh man, I left the pool on over there. So you don't want to do that. Now, if you do have to fill a pool, I, I'll do this on occasion when maybe I'm doing an empty house or the house is vacant and maybe the customer's gone on vacation for two or three weeks, I'll leave my truck keys on the fill line and that way I know I'm not going to go to my truck and drive away without, of course, turning the water off. And I've been to my truck several times and I try to start it and I realize, or try to get into my truck and I realize, oh, the keys are back there and I'm running the water to fill the pool. So you're going to forget and you create liability and you only want to do this on those rare occasions where you really have no choice. And this is one of those things where, again, it creates way too much liability to do it on a regular basis. The customer should be filling the pool. And there should be really no excuse. Just show the customer where you want the water line every week. And maybe that's one of the things stopping them is they're not exactly sure where to fill it to. So you can either put electrical tape on the area so they have a reference or point out, you know, with the skimmer or with the tile line where the water should be each week. And they should have a routine of filling it on a certain day at a certain time because the customer can't forget also. And I've had, I've been to pools where they overfilled it and they've made that mistake. But as long as you're not doing it and you're not making that mistake, you're perfectly fine. The other thing that I mentioned goes hand in hand with not filling the pool is messing with the runtime of the pool. A lot of customers want to save electricity in the summer. And I get it, you know, your electricity bill can go to three or $400 in Southern California very easily with running the air conditioner, running the pool pump. And a lot of times you're fighting the customer to keep that pool running because it is critical for the water balance, for the clarity, for all the aspects of the pool care. You want to have that pool running for a good amount of time. And so they're always fighting you on that. And this is something that you're battling. And if the customer is really hard to work with and they keep changing the time, and every time you set it, they reset it. Or they may argue with you and may tell you, if you touch the timer again and change it, I'm going to cancel the account. And of course, they're the kind of customers that would probably leave a bad review. So I would just eventually drop these customers to save you all that headache. And you don't want to deal with someone who doesn't want to run their pool because it's going to be really hard for you to maintain that particular pool. Another one in that same kind of vein is a customer that won't replace their equipment. And I've had Many customers like this over the years where even they have a brass pump or they have a really old, outdated, small filter and you want to replace it. And their canned answer is, well, if it's not broken, I'm not going to fix it. Or it seems to be running fine. The other pool company had no problem with my equipment. And so this is a problem. And this is something that maybe you can stick around for a while with. But that customer is also on the short list. And I don't really like pools that have poor running equipment. It just makes your job much tougher. It's just a minor investment for most people to put a new filter, put a new pump in. And it's really strange sometimes the people that don't want to do it. I mean, they're loaded with money. They have, you know, a car in the driveway that costs 100000 They're living in a mansion basically compared to everyone else. 
and they just don't want to spend any money on their pool, it can be really annoying. So these customers definitely, if the pool is starting to cause problems and they still don't want to do anything to fix it or upgrade, I will drop these customers because you're just losing time and money dealing with a system that's just not working properly. Now, there's a whole bunch more I could talk about, but I think that's a good amount for you to ponder. And I'm sure you can relate to a lot of these problem pools that are out there. The solution, of course, I think the ultimate solution is to eventually do the one-for-one, or if you have an account you don't like, once you get a good account, you'll drop the bad one, you won't lose any money, you'll gain some peace of mind, and you'll eliminate a lot of these problems. And the one-for-one rule is something that I utilize, and everyone should be utilizing that rule. The unfortunate thing is that someone new coming into the business is probably going to pick up that one pool that you dropped, and they'll have to deal with that person but at least you won't be dealing with that person anymore. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.